You're listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Segert van der Linden. Today is the day we actually talk about the move to the cloud. Part 5 of the Cloud Adoption Framework is about the migration. And Alex Malas and Jurian Uitenbo, Heart of Insight, are once again with me to discuss the topic. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Hello. Well, first, first migration, we're going to migrate our workloads. Let's back up a little bit. When we talk about migration and workloads, what are those? What are we talking about? Very good question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. When we talk migrations, we will first need to know that there are multiple types of migration. So going with the scenario where we have an on-premises world, so an on-premises data center, and we take information that will be migrated to the public cloud, we can migrate an entire environment, we can migrate only parts of it, we can migrate a, a VM, that has an application or a set of applications that are running on it. So you can migrate that entire VM and have it run into the cloud. So take it from on-prem and put it in to run in the cloud. But we can also only take the that application, for example, so not the entire virtual machine, but only the application that runs in there and make it run on another VM that runs in the public cloud. Yeah. Or we can only migrate the data say that you you have application a which exists for 20 years and there is a newer and smarter version of it which runs natively in the cloud um, and and does the same thing we can take only the data that's underneath that application and add it into the application that runs natively in the cloud yeah so once again it's really important to plan ahead to have a strategy in place to know which assets you want to migrate and which you're going to well get get rid of or uh, run on a uh, on-prem data center absolutely yeah and what, what you need to take in mind there is as well is to find out whether you know you want to continue working with an application that is 20 years old some some of those applications are part of a process of a business process which needs to be changed as part of that migration so it's it's yeah you need to take to, to oversee the whole package then when you start migration you you need to assess each workload to see if it's if it's ready um to migrate but what can be wrong with an with an asset when when it when is it not ready to migrate well if the application uh, uses software or an operating system which is not uh, applicable or not available in in the public cloud or um, when you have to move uh, certain workloads that are just not compatible in combination with other resources that you are planning to uh, to spin up in uh, in that same platform yeah, there are different types of, of things or issues that can go wrong of yeah. course yeah so as an example we most of us are familiar with windows xp mm -hmm. which is no longer supported but there are still companies having workloads that have been designed to run on windows xp which you can still run in an on-premises environment yes you no longer get support from microsoft it's something bad happens with it but you can still run them however you cannot take that windows XP virtual machine and have it run in a in a public cloud. That's just not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you start with migration, I imagine you start out small. 
one workload, a small workload, and you build up on it. Yeah, in the previous uh, episode, we we talked about the, that foundation, yeah. that landing zone. Um, I think that that's the, the first recommended step to create that, to make sure that if you migrate your workloads or your resources, that they land properly, that it's managed or manageable, that it's controllable. Uh, and then, yeah, we always recommend to start small. Never, no. <laughs> you, you know, in, in case there's nothing bad happening you don't have to migrate your whole data center overnight that's that's something you do in steps yeah because each step and each workload or each process or each department you you look you have the same questions you have to ask yourself do you want to lift and shift and migrate as is or do you want to innovate that process do you want to start leveraging uh, different products different uh, different services from the platform so yeah it's, it's definitely a recommend a recommendation and it's also the best practice yeah and and i i imagine uh don't start out with your most uh key your most vital uh asset that's i that that's not the first thing you migrate no, no. <laughs> we have seen cases lately where uh, customers were first to do, uh, forced to do that because they were still running on, you know, that legacy operating system, uh, not not XP, but Windows Seven, mm-hmm. and that went end of life or end of uh, of support. The only thing how you could su- get it supported by Microsoft was either paying uh, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say a different word, but a lot of money uh, to have an extended support or lifecycle contract, or migrate that workload to to Azure. Yeah. And then it was for free. So we saw some customers who did that, who, who migrated their precious uh, processes and applications in a couple of days. So it is possible, but it's definitely not recommended. No, no. Um, and, and we were also mentioning the, the, the fact that, well, you may start small as a company, but then you may grow, you may do mergers, uh, all, all in the on-prem world. So again, the first thing to, to do or to be aware office you need to understand how your environment looks like to start with and then have it assessed mm-hmm. see we were discussing about the post nl example yeah, yeah. you you need to, to take a look at your environment and see whether everything needs to go up in the public cloud or not yeah yeah some of the stuff are just not being used anymore no they're, they're just you just need to ditch them yeah, and, and, and we talked about that before. You can have a hybrid solution where you run on-prem and in the cloud. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what we see some customers, uh, you know, as part of that foundation, uh, making that hybrid identity uh, ready yeah. for migrating the real workloads. Yeah. Then you start out small and you grow, yeah, you go bigger, you, you, you migrate more workloads. It's a lot of work. Um, we've done an whole episode about automation. This is something you can automate, right? Partly. Partly or for a big for a big part, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Particularly in 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 the Microsoft Cloud, you have a solution called Azure Migrate, mm-hmm. which is basically gonna help you both take a look at your environment, so assess your environment, see whether the uh, operating systems are ready to be moved in the cloud as is, as they are in their current state, or otherwise, they'll or yeah. It'll assess your environment and it'll tell you, yeah, this is ready to be migrated. This one needs to be updated in order to become ready to be migrated. This can just not be migrated or, or um, yeah, so that that's it, it does the assessment. And then in an automated manner, it'll take those workloads and migrate them into the cloud. And that pretty much means it, it takes a copy of 
whatever your environment is or of your workloads of your virtual machines from on-prem puts them in the cloud so that you still have your on-prem environment up and running mm -hmm. and then you can start testing with the new environment which now exists in the public cloud as well yeah. and once you ensure that that works you will be uh, turning on the switch yeah so you're a bit no longer using your on-prem environment you but can the pull the plug one. on your on-prem da data center and it's uh, you're running in the cloud you yep. said you can automate it partially there are some tasks you you still need to do by hand well always. This, <coughs> this is one one thing yeah, you have to you, course, you have to yeah. do yourself that's not fully automated but you don't have to go through all your resources manually and 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 install an agent and and then say yeah you need to assess this as well now that's that's pretty automated but some things you still have to do yourself and that's that's you know get the azure migrate service uh, started do the uh, well the assessment is done automatically but you have to check it you have to uh yeah you have to set up your your landing zone you have to set up your uh, uh those kind of controls so the majority of the the biggest part of it is is automated but yeah it's it's not driven by AI completely. No, no, no. And of course, you can't go and say, okay, we're, we're setting off the switch and now I'm going to go on holiday. And when I'm back, we're migrated. Done. Nice. <laughs> it's running. It's good. Now, nah. um, so 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 uh, automation is, I think, of a way to maybe speed up the process also, also a bit. Uh, are, are there other ways? I can imagine uh, it's a time-consuming task. It's a time-consuming process. Are there other ways to, to try and say we're going to speed it up a bit. Uh, I can imagine companies want to do that really badly. Well, I, I can imagine that companies, once they started, they, they experienced the, the benefits of it and, and how easy it is. So they want to speed up the, the, the migration process or the rest of it. Um, we always recommend to, well, if, if the scenario is that they, they start with smaller workloads migrating to the public cloud, then first see how those workloads, how they act, how they, uh, how they live there. Uh, how you can optimize them and, and, and how the, con the control work. And as soon as you're experienced and you're, you know, you're, you're confident that you are in control of it, then start migrating the rest. Yeah. yeah. And we were using the Azure Migrate as an example, which is a free offering for Microsoft, but that covers only a certain amount of workloads. But of course, that's where the, the partners come into play and other companies that have created a solution for migrating a workload such as say SharePoint yeah. migrating those workloads from on-prem into the cloud which is say a, a more complex solution than just that that's call it standard default free offering from Microsoft yeah um, yeah you, you, you can just use those third-party tools yeah. to, to migrate your workloads in a, in a more efficient way or you can just leverage them uh, as in, in in our break, we were discussing <laughs> about, um, yeah, I have this workload I need to migrate, uh, and now I go in vacation. When I, when I'm back, it just works. You can take advantage of a of a, of a third party company who can do that for you without you even having to be there. So then you say. really can go on vacation if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you just prepare the, the migration. You push the button and say, okay, good luck. I'll see you tomorrow or in a week, and then. Uh, and then hope that everything is uh, is, is okay. But um, and I think the the parallel should be with uh, moving house, right? You move from one house to another. You can start 
this dismounting and, and packing your stuff, uh, getting a van or a big car, put it all there, move it into the new place and start mounting it. Or you can pay a company who yeah. comes and start disassembling your furniture, uh, putting your stuff together, putting it in the car, getting it in the new house and mounting it in there or assembling it in there so then you literally will just move from one house to another a little bit back to the to, to the, uh, the adoption framework i uh, i read you were uh, they asked you to evaluate each migra after each migration after each migration of a workload you have to evaluate the process is it really necessary each each i mean that that's that's a lot it's a lie no. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to. At least that's that's my mm -hmm. uh, my reading and my understanding of it. You don't have to evaluate each and every single resource how that how that went. But of course, it's it's very important to evaluate the process. So you know you have to build up that experience and that confidence and and to make sure that you're still in control. So you need to find out whether you know you should have done things differently or you should have taken more time to overthink or. Uh, also in your design part so now for example we did a lift and shift but it it seems that it's not that efficient from a, a commercial point of view so maybe we should do the next workload to a platform service instead of an infrastructure uh, based resource yeah so it's it's super important to evaluate that's that's what we do in and in real life every day as well right yeah that's right that's right um so then once this process is done it's you're migrated that's that's yeah, well, that, that's, I think that's the part companies and uh, users uh, think, well, okay, now we're now I'm in the cloud. I'm done. Yeah, um, they're opening champagne and, yeah, and celebrate. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do a nice Facebook post. Uh, look at us, we're in the cloud. Um, but the funny thing is that we're only halfway through the cloud adoption framework. So what's what's coming next? Well, there, actually, there's not a... Well, of course, there is a, there is an, uh, there is a start, but there's no defined end. Of course, in the cloud adoption framework, you have different steps you you, you are recommended to walk through. But once your, your workloads are migrated, your work is not done. Then it just starts. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. You've been listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast hosted by me, Zegert van der Linden. Special thanks to Insights Alex Malers and Jurjen Uitenbogaard. If you want to know more about Insight and their services, please check insight.com. The next episode is going to be a good one, I promise. It's all about innovation through the cloud. So that's in the next episode. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and see you next time.